Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah. Thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and today I'm going to continue to share some ideas on the question of whether or not Christians should observe the Seventh-day Sabbath. And uh, as we stated in our first podcast, it's a it's a big question. It goes all the way back, of course, to the second century when Gentile Christian leaders gained significant authority in the early church. And as a result, it changed the day from Sabbath to Sunday. And now this huge issue of whether or not the Shabbat, the Seventh-day Sabbath, is still relevant today is being argued and discussed, well, you know, throughout Messianic Judaism. So I want to pick this up because as I considered this, uh, you know, this whole issue, uh, it was really piqued when I read an article on this topic by one of the most noteworthy Messianic Jewish scholars of our time, Dr. Michael Brown. And frankly, I was shocked by his response to this question. And if I read and understood him correctly, the Sabbath is not for Gentiles to observe. It is only for Jewish people. He implies that Sunday is the appropriate day for Gentile believers to observe if they really want to observe a day at all. But Shabbat is off limits for the Gentile believers. It was not given to them, but to Israel alone. Well, maybe I misread him. I don't know. You can read his article for yourself on his website, askdrbrown.org. That's askdrbrown.org. And it's under the article, Should Christians Observe the Seventh-day Sabbath? Regardless of the bigger issue, um, or regardless, the bigger issue is the question itself. And uh, what I want to get into is, is this great dialogue because it's been raging since the day that the church changed the Shabbat to Sunday. And until the church, in my estimation, repents and changes it back for its members, the debate will rightfully rage on. So stay with me as I raise some widespread objections to religious leaders who want to diminish and or annul the Lord's Day, the Seventh-day Shabbat, and replace it with the traditions of the church. Keep in mind that this is a midrash. It's not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself. I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of Messiah. So today, part two, the question is this, is the biblical Shabbat only for Israel and forbidden to believing Gentiles? That's the question. Now, Dr. Brown states in his article, uh, his second key point, quote, the seventh day Sabbath was given as a special sign between God and Israel. According to Exodus 31, 17, God said that the Sabbath was to be a sign between Israel or between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he abstained from work and rested. Now, unquote. Now, this, this is part of the framework of Dr. Brown's idea that Gentile believers are never called or required to observe the seventh day Sabbath. 
In fact, Dr. Brown cites, and it's, it's interesting, he cites Exodus 20 in making his case that the Sabbath is for Israel alone. Now, I believe some questions need to be raised here that I feel are overlooked in this fundamental matter of the Ten Commandments and specifically the Fourth Commandment. Here they are. Were not the other nine commandments given to, uh, to Israel alone also? In, in other words, it's not just the fourth, but aren't there nine other commandments, a total of ten commandments, that are given only to Israel? Dr. Brown makes it sound like only the fourth commandment was specifically given to Israel. But he cites Exodus 20, which clearly has nine other commandments that were given specifically to Israel. Though I concur that the Ten Commandments were at this time given to Israel, does that mean they were only intended for Israel and never for the Gentiles? This is why I did the last podcast, the previous podcast. Is God the God of the Jews only? Get it. Listen to it. I make the strong case that he's also the God of the Gentiles. Now, perhaps God is working first with Israel and then through Israel, he will work with the nations. The idea that to the Jew first and then the Gentile seems to be a pattern in regard to salvation and thus somewhat relevant to issues related to how the saved shall live, right? After all, the blessing that God promised first to Abraham, he also clearly states, would be extended to Abraham's descendants and then even to the nations, the Gentiles. The concept to the Jew first, and then to the Gentiles, seems to be in the matrix of this idea. It's found in Genesis chapter 12, chapter 15, and chapter 17. So my point, in contradistinction to Dr. Brown, is that although the Ten Commandments, and specifically the Fourth Commandment, were given first to Israel, that did not mean they were forbidden to the Gentiles. In fact, the promise of blessing, including salvation, And we can break that down. Justification, sanctification, and glorification was to come first to Abraham and then to his descendants and then to the Gentiles. I believe in the truth expressed in the phrase, quote, to the Jew first and then the Gentile, unquote. It sounds like, to me at least, that Dr. Brown is saying in regard to the Ten Commandments and specifically the fourth, to the Jew only and never to the Gentile. That's what it sounds like, to the Jew only and never to the Gentile. Yeah, I just don't buy that. Now, based on this, logic demands that the other nine commandments are for the Jew and never the believing Gentile. Now, think about that. Look what the believing Gentiles get to do. We get to worship other gods. We get to immerse ourselves in pagan forms of worship. We get to disregard God's character and reputation. We get to profane the Lord's weekly holy day, the Shabbat. We get to disrespect and even subjugate our parents to serve our own interests. We get to take human life wherever we want and whenever we want for whatever reason we want. We get to have open marriages, you know, sex with other spouses, and by extrapolation, even same-sex unions. We get to steal, and, and by the way, that's so much easier than working to get what you need, right? We get to lie, slander, libel, whoever we want, whenever we want. We get to lust after anything and everything that belongs to our neighbors. Why? Simply because we are Gentile believers. Now, frankly, 
I find that idea dehumanizing, appalling, offensive, and spiritually bankrupt. So let me summarize this. I believe the Ten Commandments, and specifically the Fourth, were given to a saved and redeemed Israel first, and also would be given to all the Gentiles who would later get saved and redeemed in the same way by the same God who earlier saved and redeemed Israel. Why? Because God is one. The Gentiles are within the framework of the promises made to Abraham. They are grafted into the olive tree of Israel. That's Paul's case in Romans chapter 9 through 11. The Gentiles are brought into the commonwealth of Israel and given the status of citizenship by the precious blood of Yeshua the Messiah. That's Ephesians chapter 2 and 3. The Torah, which includes the Ten Commandments, are written on our hearts too, the hearts of the Gentiles, not just Jewish hearts. That's Hebrews 8 and Hebrews 10. And that being stated, being saved by grace through faith in the Jewish Messiah, I am now a citizen of covenant Israel with the same spirit and Torah residing in me as my Jewish brothers and sisters. Therefore, based on this, it's incumbent on me to, one, reject and renounce all other gods and place the God of Israel alone and give him alone my allegiance. It's incumbent upon me as a Gentile believer to reject, renounce, and flee idolatry, pagan forms of worship, and pagan worship days. As a Gentile believer in the God of Israel, it's incumbent upon me to honor the reputation and character of the true and living God, to honor my father and mother, to respect, honor, and safeguard the sanctity of human life. As a Gentile believer who's grafted into Israel, it's incumbent upon me to behold the sanctity of marriage between one man and one woman, to respect and protect the private property of my fellow man and society's institutions, to speak the truth when testifying about my fellow man. As a believer in Messiah, the Messiah of Israel, being grafted into the Jewish olive tree, to the olive tree of Israel, becoming part of the commonwealth of Israel. It's incumbent upon me to be content with what I have and to refuse to lust after my neighbor's blessings. And finally, and with as much clarity as I can state, as a Messianic Gentile, or what we call today a Christian, which means Christ-like, Christ follower, it is incumbent upon me to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy, Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. I reject the idea that Gentiles are free, that Gentile believers are free from the Ten Commandments, and specifically the Fourth, simply because they are Gentiles. That idea is crazy. It's crazy times ten. I mean, it's ludicrous when you think about it. So the next time your Messianic Jewish brother or sister tells you that the Sabbath is only for Israel, remind him or her, that you too are one with Israel, that you too, as a Gentile believer, 
are one with Israel. The Gentiles are included in the blessings made to Abraham and Sarah. The Gentiles and Messiah are grafted into the olive tree of Israel. They are now part of the commonwealth of Israel. They have the status of citizenship in the covenant people called Israel. That's Ephesians 2 and 3. The same spirit, the Gentile believer has the same Holy Spirit and the same Torah written on their hearts as their Jewish brother and Jewish sister has on their hearts. So move over and make room for the Gentiles in your Shabbat services and celebrations. There is room for all of God's children in his household, even those wild olive branches whom whom the Messiah grafted into the olive tree of Israel. So, like last week, on behalf of the Messianic Gentiles, I say to my Messianic Jewish brothers and sisters, let my people in. We're coming in anyway. It's a move of God. It is unstoppable. So open your doors wide and respectfully embrace and honor us as equal brothers and sisters in the household of God. If you do this, I believe the Messianic movement will explode in growth and fulfill the mandate that God has given to us through the Messiah. So that's it for our first show or our second show. I'm going to pick this up next week, and we'll begin to work down through Dr. Michael Brown's uh, article uh, that he wrote, and uh, we'll, we'll take that one section at a time. Uh, that concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard, in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.